Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Passing away at the age of 74. Bob Stoffer down at Rogers Place. OPT today for the Edmonton Oilers after a miserable end result. 6-0 loss last night to Florida. The Oilers, 5-on-5 five five save percentage since the start of December, 897. That's 27th in the league. The team's 5-on-5 five five shooting percentage is at 6.8%, 31st. End result, 2-11-2 since December the 3rd. Second hour of Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. In this hour, Alan May, longtime Washington Capitals player and broadcaster, and for the horses and horse racing Alberta, Mark Spector. We head off to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline. River Cree Resort Casino, excitement bet on it. Our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-Y-L-H-A-U-K today. He was briefly an Edmonton Oiler, but he's from here. And he's always got his eyes on the Oilers, and I'm sure he's kind of hurt and watching this, or maybe he's mad as hell and he ain't going to take it anymore. We welcome back to the show longtime Capitals player and broadcaster, Alan May. Hi, Al. How you doing? I'm doing great, Bob. My weather here in D.C. is about the exact same as Edmonton, and I'm standing outside at my gym, so I'm not so great right now, but I will be when I get back indoors. Al, what's a gym? <laughs> it's a cousin. It's a cousin. He's got a brother named John. All right, there we go. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, speaking of John, I I was thinking about this because you've told us you had a cup of coffee with the uh, Edmonton Oilers, as we all know, and everybody that one of the greatest uh, sp- sort of the early in the the sports documentary uh, genre, Boys in the Bus, and then they show they they, they show uh, you as a rookie. Uh, going at it with Kevin McClellan three times in one practice at the start of training camp. And wasn't it a column that John Short had, What? What? Because we all love John Short. What, what happened there? Well, really what it was was an insecure person in Kevin McClellan. And, and John Short wrote like a, a great article for me about me. And I didn't ask him to do it, but he came. I used to work out, uh, you know, one of my daily workouts was at the Panther Gym with Daryl Duke and a, and a group of guys. Uh, Dan Dilloff and, and, and Lance, I can't, Lance's last name, but Lance used to be the head bouncer over at Barry Tease. And these guys used to work with me on grappling and fighting and all these different things and training with them. And, you know, I worked out and worked out thinking I was going to get bigger and stronger and faster. And I might have got stronger and I might have got a little faster, but I certainly never got bigger. But, uh, you know, John came to do a story on me and it talked about, you know, I was going to compete for a job with the Oilers. And, 
you know, basically Kevin took it upon himself he, to, uh, you know, he, he, in his mind, he, he read it as John Short said, I was taking the job and it was my job. And that's not and what John was, said, right? He was just. No, it's, it's not. And I, you know what, my parents probably still have the article in the magazine at home or, or whatever it is. And it, it, you know what, I got sucker punched just in a skate around before practice and kind of ruined my whole training camp. But you know, I ended up having five fights total. One actually in a in the next scrimmage, but four of them basically in the skate around practice pregame skate, whatever the hell you want to call it, oh. which I've never heard of before. Yeah, and you and Kevin McClellan. So there you have it. And, and, and the funny thing is with McClellan, I mean, he was a pretty tough guy, like and, and, and was fairly secure at that time on the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club. What, like he was a part of their Stanley Cup championship team. So it's interesting. He, he was. A, he, absolutely huge part of it i remember being in the stands watching and he was a pivotal trade when he got there and and i still remember you know he, he scored one of the biggest goals in edmonton Oilers history and and a win against the islanders and i and i, and I you know i kind of looked up to the guy on the ice the way he played you know he wasn't he wasn't going after the super heavies that was Samanko's job and ultimately became marty mcsorley's job but you know i never looked at it like that i kind of wanted to play on his line but at that time believe me, in, in uh, my honest opinion and my belief and i you know i always believed in myself that hard work would get me to the nhl but i didn't think i was ready to play in the edmonton oilers yet because i know when i came from boston i could have played on the boston i felt like forever you know there wasn't a, a team that could skate it was a small ice surface very small i think it was 185 feet i don't know if it was as wide as it was supposed to be it was made for hitters muckers and grinders and they just did straight line stops and starts. They got my first Oilers practice when I got called up after that trade, my first year in American League. Uh, I was dizzy doing those regroups, and I remember I heard someone the other day. I heard someone the other day going up, and they were in a college practice, and it was Keith Ballard, and he was talking what he gets to going from playing high school hockey to playing uh, at the University of North Dakota, and the coach is talking about regroups, and he didn't know what the hell a regroup was. And we used to do six of these things. I never knew which end I was shooting on. It took me about a week to get acclimated to practicing, not to mention trying to receive a pass from Gretz and Mass and Glenn Anderson and Yari Curry. It, it was kind of intimidating. And until you feel you belong and know you belong and are confident, I think, I really think that it's um, – you know, you're you're not going to be a player yet. You've got to have belief in yourself before anyone else does. All right. Well, look, uh, we'll get to Ovechkin in a second, and what he's doing is just obscene at this stage in his career. And though you know, some might see he's been a little cool of late, speaking for an injury. What are you seeing on the Edmonton Oilers? Because I know you watch them late, and uh, I know you care about uh, the hockey club, Al. Well, yeah. One of the things, and I know the teams that have won the Stanley Cup, and in the last. You take from, you know, even how the Penguins were playing. They played a fast, heavy game. Heavy means physical, skate through the sticks, separate the player from the puck. Uh, then ultimately they get two cups that way, then Washington, then St. Louis. Then you got Tampa. You know, once they started to toughen up and add grit to their game, they started to win. I'm seeing a team that doesn't play with any physicality. And I looked last night, the guys that, you know, got, got the hits up top, uh, Tyler Benson, and I think Devin Shore. That's not who you're looking. You need to have more beef out there. And I just think they're right now. They look smallish. They look like a team that's sweep checking, poke checking, only checking the puck. And it's like they're playing not to lose, and therefore they are losing. And it, you can't pin it on you know McDavid and Drysaitel. Uh, they're easier to shut down when the rest of the team is playing the way they are. And I and I, and I, th- I just think that you know you've got to add some grit. I looked at their lineup when I looked last night. And I'm not biased against small guys, but small guys to me have to be the most 
noticeable dominant players on the ice. We have a player in Washington named Connor Sherry, and every time he plays, he gets to the puck first, whether he's behind or ahead of the guy, he'll always get there. He, he shoots from the slot, the low slot. He's not a, a perimeter shoot from, you know, one foot over the blue line and just to get a Corsi or Fenwick uh, bump in the right column. So I just think that those players have to be hungrier, faster, and I, I just don't see enough right now uh, out of the supporting cast. And injuries always play a part in that, but right now, I just looked last night. It looked like a lot of the same players out there. Yeah, well, obviously, no Zach Hyman, who does bring a little bit of that gritensity. Uh, Nugent Hopkins is a useful player that plays in every situation. He's not the most physical guy, but he touches different aspects of the game. The, the Ar Holloway and Archibald back on July 28th were probably, you know, well, we'll have those guys in February for sure or late January. And, you know, Holloway will be by that point up from the minors, never came to fruition, had to get wrist surgery. But everybody has injuries, Al. That's the point. And the Oilers, you know, a lot of people look at the goaltending, and it's definitely been a huge factor this year. There's no question. And we'll get you to speak on well, the goaltending. Goal yeah. I, I, I will once again, and I will do this for any team in the league, when you don't have the team in front of you, your goaltenders have so much pressure on them that if they let in one iffy goal, they're done. And that's what's happening right now there. It doesn't matter who's in that. If you got Vassal FDS, I think eventually he'd lose his confidence. I saw it happen in Washington to Braden Holpe when the team was playing. You know, not a good game, not a strong defensive game, not a physical game. And I'm not saying there's a lot of goals that they, they should have it in, but their confidence starts to go. And I think if you made trades, you know, if, if you think you're just going to depend on you know, goaltenders, you save you every time you're giving up high danger chances and odd man rushes, which I see too much of when the Oilers are playing. Uh, I, I just think that. So there's blame to go everywhere. Yes. But a, as a team, I just look at the personnel right now. And, you know, my show tomorrow is going to be based on before the game and during the game is based on man games lost. And, you know, who's stepping in and stepping up and who's trying to own the jersey rather than just, you know, rent it and borrow it or, Wow. Or, or, you know, just, 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 you know, model it on the bench and on the ice for a few shifts. I want guys to go out there and, you know, injury is opportunity. Illness is opportunity for other guys. And they've got, they have to have other players. The depth guys have to be more desperate. And, you know, I, I just think right now they look small. They look fragile. They're not physical. They're not checking the puck well. And playing not to lose. And people say, you know, it's just hyperbole. But when, when you played, you got to play to win, and you got to get after it and quit feeling sorry for yourself. And I'm sure there's a lot of players, that, you know, everyone's miserable around there. It's no fun losing. It's no one, no fun having the finger pointed at you all the time and reading all the garbage that's certainly on social media than in, than in your mainstream media. You just get sick and tired of it, and, you know, it starts to wear down players. And I think in Canada it's way more difficult to play than it's down here in the U.S. where you can walk around unscathed. No one recognizes you filling gas up or, you know, putting gas in your car or, you know, in your grocery store. Anything you do, you really don't get recognized in the U.S. So it's a lot easier to be relaxed going to the arena. And the biggest thing is just keep your head out of the damn phone and quit reading what people are saying about you. <laughs> Joined right now by Alan May. Al, it's interesting. I was on uh, the sports in intermission with Louie last night, second intermission, and I, I, you know, I looked at, like, Mason Marchman's an unrestricted free agent. He's making 800K with Florida. There's a bigger body that played with Connor McDavid that's willed his way. He was in the ECHL at one point. And the Oilers have a couple defensemen that we would, you know, we a lot of fans would say, well, Broberg and Sam Marukov, and I'd go not so fast. Well, certainly with Broberg, I, I, you know, he's going to be here one day. He's 6'4", but Marcus Niemelainen is 6'5 and a half, and Vincent Deharnay is a Oilers draft choice that signed an AHL deal 
and he's six foot seven. And like the Oilers don't hit, they don't hit, have anybody up front that's overly physical right now. And I mean, Nurse is playing 25 minutes, but beyond Nurse, they're they're not laying the body. And, and they've got a couple guys that in in Niemalainen and Deherney down the road doesn't help what happens in the short term. And that's that's part of the equation. And it's more of a mindset, isn't it? It's not just having the actual physical size. It's also the level of intensity that you play with. I think no matter what, whether you're a 5'8 player or 6 foot, it's all about intensity and, and, and getting after it. And, and then some players, they go in every game. They're, they're just, you know, they're concentrating on their offense. And that's what, you know, they should do. You don't want Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl laying the body. And if people want to say that's what they should be doing, they're totally wrong. That's what the other guys are for. Um, you have to make sure that you have complementary players. And, and I think there's a lot of players right now on the Oilers squad that don't realize what's there for them. And, you know, it, it's there to be a hero right now. It's there to make a name for your game and, and become a regular and, and an impactful regular. You know, too many times I'm looking at teams' rosters and I'm looking at, you know, third and fourth line guys, even second line guys. At this point in the season, they got two and three goals. Well, what the hell else are they doing? You know, they're just skating out there, standing at X, then going to Y. I think there's got to be more to your game. And, you know, I was fortunate it was a different era, a much different era when I played. And, you know, even as a kid, I kept track of all my stats every game where I was going to be goals, assists, points, even penalty minutes And uh, before I got to junior. Then a junior, you know, it was a great thing my dad used to do. He'd call me after the game. Did you get a goal? No. Did you get an assist? No. Any penalties? No. <laughs> he goes, what the hell are you doing? So I kind of made it a point to make sure I was on the game on the game sheet and impactful when people knew I played every game. So that became part of my intensity was trying to figure that out. But, you know, it was a lot easier to get your team going back then when you could get someone to engage in something or you bump into a goalie and people have to defend them, you know, one of the dumbest things ever. And, you know, next thing you know, you've got a tilt and you, you start to scrum it up. And I don't see enough of that in games where teams are getting, like last night, the Oilers got it checked. Uh, where were the scrums? Where was the pushing and shoving? They, they where don't was have the any finals? of that. They don't have any of no, that. But so yeah, they can't change. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what size you are. I just think tactics like that, try to change the momentum by the game to, to piss people off, to get in their heads, maybe to make them get a retaliatory penalty that changes the tide and the flow of the game. And emotion is a huge part of it. And, and trying to figure out. So that's probably the harder thing to do now is change momentum because, you know, everyone's so worried. I, I just remember, I go back to the instigator penalty and everyone, oh, it's bad for the game. Well, what's the difference between an instigator penalty where you get a two and a five and the other guy gets a five and a bad tripping or a lazy holding or something like that? Why does that? And I think, you, you know, just go out there and you always talk, well, that's a penalty that the team doesn't mind. Well, sometimes you got to take those penalties and then you kill it. You reward the guy for, for sticking up for his team. And I look at a guy like Darnell Nurse. When he gets a penalty sticking up for his team, he's the odd man in the penalty box. You go out there and you kill that penalty for the damn guy and put more into it. And it, it sounds easy, and I actually think it is. Emotion is such a big part of the game. Feeling sorry for yourself, you're going to be in last place. you gotta, you got to fight your way. you got to scratch your way out of this and start to get together. And I think, you know, the team has to get together as a band of brothers. You know, if they're pissed off at the coach, be pissed off together at the coach and go out there in spite of him, uh, win games, if that's what it is. All right. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin is 36 years of age. He's leading the NHL in goals and in points. Now, he's played some more games, but it's still unbelievable what he's doing. And you guys had a, a, a physical beauty last night with the Boston Bruins, didn't you? 
Yeah, it was another good game. The, the games against Boston are always exciting. There, you know, there's usually Bruce Cass- or Chastity is usually whining about some hit that someone did on one of his guys, and you know his guys are usually doing the same. But it, it usually these games go back and forth. They're up and down. The Caps had a somewhat of a depleted roster last night on their defense, but it's not been an excuse for them all year. And they're in a little bit of a a bad row right now. Not horrible. Not like Edmonton. Not like other teams. But you know, for what they've done this year with how many rookies they've had in the lineup, and talk about guys that have stepped up and gone in and tried to make a name for themselves. And last night, you know, it was they tried to play more of a defensive, more of a physical game with certain players out of it, and I thought they held their own for the most part. But you know, I, I'm certain. You know, they wish they would have had that power play, and their power play's been the same basic setup forever. And I think everyone's kind of on to it, and they force too many pucks to Ovi. But once they get that thing figured out and start to change the, the structure of the power play, should be a lot better team. But, you know, Evan, uh, Boston, Washington are always awesome games. Did, how about that hit by Tom Wilson last night on Anton Bay? I mean, oh, did you hear all the? Did you hear everyone crying in Boston? You know, it's funny is that you know I listen to a lot of radio, I listen to a lot of people, and I hear I heard someone today say, "Well, you don't have to throw big hits like that in the middle of the ice." Don't watch hockey. Please don't watch hockey. Physical hockey is entertaining. You know, Wilson laid him out. The guy gets hurt. Players get hurt. I've seen Wilson have his handed to him before by Ryan Reeves on a big hit. You know, and it was in open ice, the exact same hit. No one felt sorry for Tom, but that was a monster of a hit. It was yes. perfectly fair, and I loved that they went in and they looked at it, and it was kind of a textbook for an open ice hit. Yeah, big time. Al, love having you on the show, my man. Thanks for joining us here in Oilers Now. All right, take care. That is Alan May joining us from the gym. <laughs> you can text us at 780-496-0063. This text comes in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. I agree with Al 100% on everything that he just said. I've been saying for the last two years, the Oilers do not have enough grit and are terrible without the puck big time in front of their own goal. I'm a big-time Oilers fan and season tickets for 18 years until I could not afford them anymore, it says a texter. Um uh, Wellesley and Devon says, Bob, they waived Turris. Is a tender on route or uh, a bigger defenseman? Uh, I wonder whether or not a guy like Seth Griffith might get another look up front. Another texter on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Trevor says, love the heat that L's bringing. He needs to go to the Oilers dressing room and give a talk before the next game. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Only had a quick look at the Wilson hit, but uh, wasn't the puck nowhere close? Also agree the Oilers need a grit or shift disturber. That one comes to us from Ben. There you have it. 123 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you today along with Cody Jansen. We will uh, tell you that Al May was our Oilers now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. You can continue to text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Uh, and Japanese Village. Open a survey to any one of their five Edmonton and area locations featuring Japanese A5 Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. Don and the staff at Japanese Village will take care of you. 124, back with some more texts. Might even squeeze in a clip from Dave Tippett the next half hour of the show as well. This is Oilers Now. storyline this year and lent itself to a lot. And it was the number one question coming into the season was 
How is the Edmonton Oilers net, mind you, uh, going to hold up during the course of the year? Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors uh, text line. Mark Spector coming down the pipe here in about seven minutes' time. Where are we going to go right now? Uh, we will tell you that cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin 10-time Presidents Award winners for customer satisfaction. Right now, uh, the best way to get a vehicle is to custom order one. Discounts available from both Brent Ridge Ford and Ford Motor Company on most custom orders. Get the exact equipment and colors you're looking for. Reach out to Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang. 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. Again, you can text us at at, uh, that number, 780-496-0063. Um, this text comes in for AJ. Bob, Oilers fans are funny. They want a team that's tougher to play against, and yet when you have one of the toughest in the league, they run him out of town. Not only does he leave town, he goes to the team's arch rival. I'm not a fan that likes soft hockey, so it definitely pissed me off seeing that he was run out. That one comes to us from AJ. So he's referring to Milan Lucic. Just like they're trying to uh, now run Zach Cassian out of town, in my opinion, the Oilers could use a couple more Cassians. I think Edmonton could use an agitator to assist Cassian. Um, a lot of nights, guys just kind of let guys sleep in this league. And that's kind of what happened with Milan Lucic as well. Uh, Gary in Clairview says, Bob, Louie brought up the point last night after tossing a jersey on the ice. The jerk was allowed to return to his seat and continue watching the game. Throwing anything on the ice should be considered a result for an escort out of the building just for the safety of the players alone. I didn't see that occur. I'll, I'll look into that to see whether or not that was the case. I'm going to have to do a little bit of digging there. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, Mark Spector when we return. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.